What's up, everybody? Welcome to Crypto with Coop. I'm Coop, and this is the spot for fun, informative conversations with influential people in the crypto space. And today, I've got a great one for you. I'm talking to Patrick Bennett and John Mazzoni. They are the co-founders of Transaction Lab. Transaction Lab is responsible for NF Domains. NF Domains is a naming service built on the Algorand blockchain, non-fungible domains. We talk about it all, folks. We talk about NF domains and all the different things you can do with it and what is coming soon. For example, you can go to recoup.algo.xyz and it directs you to my YouTube page. So you should do it. Check out the recoup. We also talk about Algorand. But before we dive in, let's get a word from our sponsor, Headline Inc. Headline is building essential Algorand ecosystem tools. They had a DEX just go live on Testnet, HDX. It's a flat fee trading platform. Well, it's actually free if you hold a Platinum Astro NFT. But yeah, they're building all sorts of things. They have an analytics platform, an options protocol. They have a social network called Forum, NFTs with utility, and so much more, folks. There's a lot. There's a lot. NFT factory. They have an NFT marketplace, folks. If Algorand needs it, Headline is building it. All right. Well, without further ado, here is my conversation with Patrick and John from NF Domains. Patrick, why don't we start with you? Um, yeah, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and, and how you how you got to blockchain and Algorand. I saw John smirk. He's probably like, he's going to talk for a long time. I'll try to be good. <laughs> Let him go. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I, I've been a, um, a developer for virtually all my life, um, since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, it's always been a, you know, it's just, it's a passion of mine that got ignited very young. And, uh, so I've been doing it for, you know, 40 plus years. Um, and, but, uh, professionally, and then a lot of consulting, working for like Fortune 50 and 100 companies early on, mm -hmm. um, and then going into enterprise um, like startups. So I was at a, at a telecommunications startup called Interactive Intelligence. Mm -hmm. I was there for 18 years. I was there pre-IPO and then um, quite a bit as, as as the public company. They were ultimately acquired. Um, I left shortly after that and went to Salesforce for four years. Um, Got into Algorand um, a little about two plus years ago. Um, mm -hmm. Probably technically, I, I learned about it late, uh, late 2019. Um, I met Jason Weathersby, who is a head developer relations at Algorand. He was at a um, like a meetup.com meetup that was right. before a GopherCon con, uh, conference, which is the Go programming language uh, conference. Right. And there was this kind of an impromptu like blockchain event that was, I, I flew in the night before. I was like, oh, I just want something to do. I looked at meetup. I was like, oh, cool. There's like, there's a blockchain meetup. And I was already pretty familiar with, with Bitcoin um, and some other chains. I looked at Cosmos because Cosmos is already written to go. And um, there to listen to Algorand, I'd never heard about it. I'd never heard of it at all. It was a really small meetup. There was maybe like eight or nine people. And Jason talked about Algorand, its unique consensus and all of that. And a lot of it kind of went in one ear or the other. I, I just didn't get it. But right. it still kind of planted the seed that I knew about Algorand. And then I ended up hearing, I want to say, 
one of Silvio's podcasts, maybe Aren't Unchained. Um, okay. One of the ones where he went into a lot of detail um, right. with the interviewers about like um, attack vectors for Bitcoin, you know, like partition attacks and how Algorand handled that, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I'd already started running like a Cosmos node. And so just, uh, I was also, I was a brand of Bitcoin node, the Cosmos node. I think that's all it was at the time. And then listening to that kind of, I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds really interesting. Then wasn't that the thing I went to in San Diego and, you know, Algorand. So it's like, it was just enough to get me to peak, kind of get my interest to like dig into it deeper. Right. And then I set up an Algorand node um, and then it just went, it was like a snowball from there, uh, rolling downhill. Um, I, I wanted to participate in consensus, and I was like, "Well, how do I know I'm really participating in consensus?" You mm -hmm. know, it's like my 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 node says I'm voting, but am I really voting? You know, so it's like, okay, I need to figure out how this works. Look at on chain, like how do I verify that other nodes saw my vote? And then how do I see that proof on chain and all that? So I had to like kind of dig into the code, and right. get. A lot more in depth and because it's written in go and i like go a lot it just kind of fed on itself um right. and uh yeah so i just got I, I i tend to like once i get in, interested in something i'll kind of deep dive um yeah but i have to get interested enough and i got interested enough and and so i, I kind of just fell in love with algorand and it just feels like as time goes by um it um other other things continue to reveal their weaknesses and mm -hmm. Algorand seems to almost, you know, get stronger or prove that it was stronger to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually, you know, I want to hear from John, too, about that story. But I, I would be interested and I will get back to it about, you know, your thoughts about kind of Cosmos uh, versus Algorand. And, and, you know, I haven't been keeping track lately, to be honest. Like yeah. I used to listen. I used to like commute to work, you know, with like a 45 minute commute each way. And that's right. been almost three years practically, you know, that I haven't done that. So that was like 45 minutes each way. I would listen to yeah. podcasts and keep up with the industry. Yeah. Well, now it's like, I've been kind of like heads down this, this little micro bubble uh, yeah. now, now, for a year. I've kind of lost touch to be honest. Yeah. All you get all your information from uh, the recoup now and that's it. That's it's very <laughs> limited. Mean, it's very limited. <laughs> it's like I'm kind of an algo bubble really right now. And, Me, and too. So Me too. I've kind of lost, I, I used to be pretty in tune with what was going on ETH and other chains and I've kind of lost yeah. track a little bit. So I had okay. no so, you, so you're telling me, okay, you can ask me, but who knows? All right. So, uh, <laughs> so John, uh, tell, tell us, tell everybody a little bit about you and you know, how you got to uh, blockchain and Algorand. Sure. Um, yeah. I think the first time I bought any crypto was maybe in like 2017, but I wasn't like, uh, I didn't know anything about it at that point. And right. really all my knowledge started coming in like 2019, uh, I believe is when I took, I, I had a class on blockchain and Bitcoin. And like, he actually was able to teach us a little bit, you know, in depth about uh, what crypto was. So at that point, then I became kind of intrigued and, uh, he showed us open and I was already trading a lot at that point. And I would trade like all kinds of stuff, like, uh, physical gold, like, um, antiques, like stocks, you know, everything. And so NFTs I saw, and I was like, these look tradable. These are cool. Mm -hmm. You know, I understood the digital 
goods narrative because I played a lot of video games where you're buying digital goods. It's the exact same thing, but these are actually scarce. And so I instantly was like, this is going to be great. Um, but yeah. I definitely was not like uh, buying the right NFTs. <laughs> so I never <laughs> got like super rich off of, right. you know, I didn't mint board apes. I didn't do any of that. Or crypto punk uh, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I, I did have some significant NFTs in my run, but never held them to the thousand X, you know what I mean? Cause yeah, yeah. I was kind of using this money to live because I, I was a financial accountant and I hated it. So I did right. it just long enough to kind of get experience in a actual business. And then I was just like, okay, I'm good here. And I wanted to start my own business. So I quit with literally no, no path forward. I was, I was going to manage money. That's what I was going to do. And, mm -hmm. um, but then I got really intrigued with Algorand. I watched a video similar to Patrick. And mm -hmm. um, this was February 2021. So not that long ago, to be honest. Yeah. A year, year and a half ago is yeah. really where it began. I watched the video and then I was like, oh, Algorand is so much better than Ethereum. Because that's where I, I was doing all my stuff on Ethereum. So right. I, I watched this video on Algorand. I got really into it. And where I go to do research a lot is Reddit. So I was on Reddit and um, I, somebody made an article about how to create uh, NFTs on Algorand. And they weren't really NFTs because everybody was doing it different. So they were all like, yeah, like, you, <laughs> like the links don't even work anymore. But um, yeah, anyways, uh, so then I started the Algo NFT Reddit page. Uh, I got in touch with a bunch of people through that and um yeah, and then we just started working on Algorand projects. And um, what was it, June or July, I met Patrick and the rest of the Transaction Lab team. And by September, we had formed our company and we're, you know, starting to develop it, the project. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, certainly from uh, the beginning of me paying attention to Algorand NFTs, you've been like a central figure in that community. Um, do you did you just out of curiosity, were you like a, a sports card trade? Like, do you, are you a card collector and stuff? Is that something part of your uh, my view? grandfather left me like a literal room full of uh, cards? And uh -huh. I have that's like one of the um, old kind of antique like things that i have no interest in because i don't like sports so okay. it's like they're almost like not cool to me so oh, no. i don't i don't i don't collect <laughs> them i've i've traded all of the baseball cards away for other stuff that i like um, right because right. there's people okay, so at the flea on. market who love that but i just don't yeah. get i trade them like bins of baseball cards for you know like cool stuff Okay. So you, yeah. and, and you, so you don't even actually go through those cards. So you may be giving away some great stuff. Yeah. I, I don't have time to go through like 2 million baseball cards, frankly. And yeah. I, you can tell just by the age of them, like uh, how rare they are. So they'll literally like price them by the pound. Like, Oh, these are 78s. <laughs> okay. I'll give you this much per pound. Like, wow. It's like a commodity baseball cards oh, man. from that era. Cause they printed so many. 
Yeah, there's it, exactly. There's certain eras that are less. Like I think when I was, anyways. But I think when I was yeah. collecting, there was a ton of them. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyways. Now they're well. You don't trade them, so we don't need to have card. Don't we, don't them, need yeah. to have a, we don't need to have a card conversation. But I'm always <laughs> interested in that because you know it. It does NFTs and cards are obviously a very similar thing. They're very similar. Once, One's uh, on cardboard and one's on the blockchain. But uh, Patrick, I saw that you were going to say something. No, I was going to say, John's probably looking at these and thinking like, okay, how many algo can I get for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I so, did. I've, I've sold a lot of antiques and bought crypto. Like that yeah. has been a common path of my cash. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So uh, it seems like you guys are a good team. It seems like you're, you know, pretty savvy with the trading and, you know, all of the kind of community stuff. And then Patrick is a great dev and um, you guys are building something cool. And, you know, you everybody can tell from our um, our names that we have our NF domain names, recoup.algo, patrick.algo and john.algo. So I, I want... I wonder, why don't you guys uh, break down a little bit how this started for you guys and what what is important about it? Like, I'll tell you what I understand. Um, and I understand that, you know, these addresses are long and kind of cumbersome. So it's a lot easier for somebody to send algo to me uh, at recoup.algo. So like everybody, if you'd like to, you can send me algo at recoup.algo. But, uh, <laughs> but, and then also it's kind of cool, like recoup.algo.xyz. I've had it, I have it set up and it can go, it goes directly to my YouTube page. That's, and I know I have a, you know, I have a page on the app, which is a very clean app that you guys have created, by the way. So what are some of the other cool things? What is, why is this important? Why should people buy their name, trade, you know, uh, Kanye.algo? Like what, what are we doing here? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that NFTs touch on. I mean, I think mm -hmm. first and foremost, you know, it's, it's, there needs to be good utility. Um, yeah. it's, you know, I think part of having, you know, good value in tokenized assets is also them also providing utility. Um, so bare minimum, the name to address, but also address to name, um, right. there's that functionality. Um, we, we continue to lay on and layer on and build tons of things on top of that as well. Right. So, um, an NFD, it's not linking to just a single address you actually have potentially three or four or five or 10 or 15, right? So, you know, as, as uh, and a given account can own many, many NFTs as the owner, mm -hmm. but um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you expose those addresses as linked to those names. Like, it, so the user has a lot of additional flexibility and power. Right. Um, so when you mint an NFT, you link it to one or more addresses. And if it's a linked address, that means you can sign for it. So we're proving that you own account A and account B kind of at the same time. So that linked address is kind of an attestation on chain in the metadata of the NFD of saying like, we know that, that they can actually sign for this address. They can send transactions from this address. Right. Then you also have the ability to add like user defined addresses where you're just patenting addresses. And that could be for something like multi-sig or custodial wallets. Like maybe you put your exchange account. It's still an account that you're putting in, but technically anyone else in their NFT could put in the same address. Right. So, you know, it, it's the, the user has the, the, the ability to define multiple, multiple addresses. They can define um, what addresses deposits 
go to, including addresses that they can't sign for. But they have different trust levels in the sense that if I'm doing a reverse lookup, right, mm -hmm. um, then you don't necessarily want to match. So we support all those sort of options because as like an NFT or, or project creator, if I create a bunch of NFTs and I've got, say, five wallets or five accounts that I've created those NFTs from, I can link all five of those accounts to my NFT, have mm -hmm. that NFT be my project, uh, you know, my NFT uh, collection uh, right. account. And then marketplaces are, uh, can do a reverse lookup on the creator of the NFT, and then it will find that NFT. And mm -hmm. the nice thing is, is then with all the additional features we add, like verifications. So the NFT creator could have added, like they could have verified their Twitter handle, verified that they own a, a domain name, verified an email address, you know, Telegram, Discord, all these additional things that they add to their NFT to say, hey, this is the authentic uh, project. And people will already know, like maybe they know Guana or the Flemish, things like that. They know their Twitter profiles already. Right. So you're able to take that additional information and knowledge and trust that people have from other places, attach that to the NFD that that project owns. And it's an additional, you know, uh, boost and trust to say that this NFT is that actual person or that project. And right. anything they add and uh, associate with it, we can trust. So that means yeah. they could they could have a new account later on, create a whole new series of NFTs, and you would automatically know that, oh, that was created by Guana.algo and know that that's an official thing. And the nice thing is that then if you see a Guana and the creator address is just some weird address on a marketplace, you would know, oh, it, it's a fraud, right? Because yeah. if, if, it was an, if it was a real Guana, it would say guana.algo on the creator instead of address, yeah. right? Oh, that's amazing. I, I definitely see know, that, yeah. I went to guana.algo with all these verified fields, you know that that's the real thing. And so, oh. and that's just one little small piece is that yeah. sort of trust, um, then, NFDs can also, because, like take shuffles, for example, like one, a, a problem people have is how do we prevent lots of like uh, farmers, airdrop farmers, and, you know, having like kind of botted accounts where they have, they throw one algo in it or whatever, and mm -hmm. they participate in the shuffle. Well, you could just make it so that people have to have an NFD. And in a sense, the NFD already kind of acts as a spam prevention mechanism because you know there's there's some cost to owning one. But yeah. There's also you know you're not going to create tons of just garbage names because you want the names either to have utility unto itself for the the, the name, or yeah. to have some potential resale you know carry value. Um, so you're not going to just spam a a a a a b a a c and create tons of names and spend a bunch for the additional shuffle opportunity. So they provide a nice way of having shuffles. All right. Um, and then like Discord verification, like you, people can use, you can verify your Discord, which now means you can also use your NFD for even things like um, uh, verification services and handles. So a lot of Discord servers uh, for NFT projects will have you verify your, your account 
to see if you own one of their NFTs. Mm-hmm. Well, they can use NFTs for that. And then the user doesn't have to sign transactions, have to pop up a web page, have to paste an address. Because if I verify my Discord handle through the NFT platform, then um, the kind of internal real ID for me in Discord is stored in my NFT. Then mm-hmm. any Discord server, I could, if the bot supported it, I could say verify patrick.algo. And then that Discord bot could then just look up patrick.algo on chain or through our API and see if it has a Discord ID set in it. And if it matches the Discord ID of the user currently talking to it, it's mm-hmm. done. It already knows that it's talking to that same person and the data in that uh, NFT can be used for its, its purposes. So it could then look at the accounts you've set into your NFT and you could have five, 10, right? Mm-hmm. And look to see if the NFT for, of that series, whether it be you know uh, Australia Zoo NFTs, Iguana, Flemish, you know Moody Beast, you name it, and it could look to see if you have that NFT in any of those accounts, and go, yep, you're. I'll add this role to you. You're verified, and the user, all they did is type in their NFT. That's cool. Right? They didn't have to sign transactions, pop up a new web page, or anything. And I think that's, that's cool. there's some cool stuff we got going on. But I think that's just kind of scratching the surface of kind of what that, what an NFT can bring. Yeah, this verification idea. Are um, John, are you noticing are um, certain projects, NFT projects, doing this where the shuffle you have to have an NFT domain in order to participate? I haven't seen, I haven't seen it yet. So yeah. somebody happened, can though. somebody can be the first to do it. Yeah, I, that's yeah. always been a frustration to mine. I it, it, in the over the year being like, man, like. This, there's got to be something wrong with these shuffles. People are gaming this. I know people are gaming this on some level. <laughs> it's definitely, right, but- yeah, you can you can add like a additional verification to the to the whitelist, right? Because like, okay, you need to have an NFT. That's one mm-hmm. little, that's a low bar. Somebody could yeah. just buy a $20 name. And then, right. but adding a Discord and a Twitter and verifying them, then right. that's a lot of account creating you have to do just to bot. Right. One, like one spot you know what i mean so i i think somebody could really use it because all that stuff you could you could uh read that right off right on chain like uh verified discord you know and then just do they have it yes or no like easy yeah Um, somebody's gonna do it yeah so um i do have a question but um before we before i ask it john did you have anything to add to what patrick just said uh, I think Patrick did a good job. He's always elaborate when he. Uh... <laughs> we also have an NFT gallery, so it oh. aggregates across all your accounts. One of oh. my favorite features. Um, yeah, so any linked account to your NFT, um, mm-hmm. it aggregates together in one gallery, and right. then there's links through, so you can easily see to NFT Explorer and Algo Explorer and stuff. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. No, I think that's pretty succinct. Cool. So, okay. So you, um, well, real quick, or, or actually, yeah, you go ahead, Patrick, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to, I was just going to chime in and just say like the, the gallery feature actually is super cool um, yeah. because it does let, you know, people can have like projects for one thing, all mm-hmm. their linked accounts, you can go to gallery and then creations, and then you see all of their NFTs. Right. Um, and the same thing for users, 
um, you um, can see all the ones they own, or you can also see if they've also created some as well. Mm -hmm. What's kind of cool is that the NFD creates its own NFT. So you actually get like the NFT itself creates an NFT representation of itself, an ARC-19 representation, and that mm -hmm. NFT is placed in your wallet. So it's kind of cool that if you, that if you go to creations for your, yourself, for your own account, you'll see that you created an NFT, but, it, but it's your NFT. So you see yeah. Patrick.algo and then the image for it will be yeah. the current avatar of your NFT. So, okay. So just to be clear, um, I can link a lot of different um, wallets to my NFT, but obviously only one is going to be a deposit wallet. Like, you know, there's going to, you're going to, you set a deposit wallet so that if anybody sends you anything, it's going to go to that wallet. But I can also link other wallets. If I'm trying to be like, look, full disclosure, I have this wallet, this wallet, this wallet. You can see all the activity for all of it. If you want, if I'm trying to be transparent here for everybody to see my activity or. Yeah. I mean, so normally like I would not advise users <laughs> link all their accounts. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, I won't, but I'm just... <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so Patrick.algo, Patrick the account that that's in is like my NFT wallet, right? Yeah. And it's like that, so it's like nothing crazy. I'm not doing trade. I'm not, I don't use Algofy or Pact or Folks or Tiny Man or anything on that. Yeah. It's just my NFT wallet. Um, yeah. And that's that's where I've got all like my, my Twitter handle and all that. It's very public. Um, yeah. But I'll have other NFDs where I have no identifying information in them at all, other than a name and an address. Mm -hmm. One name, one address, and that's it. And that's so I can use that purely for the utility of um, an alias of the algorithm address. And it could just be, and it won't be like some really expensive, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just pick for phrases. Right, and I, I it's I don't use this one because I use it as off uh, example, but I, I say I like my coffee black dot algo. Yeah, right? it can be a random phrase, and I might have that for different purposes for like different apps. Um, right. I think the 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 case where people where it makes sense to have lots of linked accounts are for businesses, and but but most. Most specifically, I would say NFT creators. Yeah. Right. Because that's where that you're saying like your your identity is are your creations. Mm -hmm. And so you you want and need to be able to associate those creations on chain to you. Right. So you're going to link all of the, the accounts from which you've created your NFTs. Yeah. to your NFD so that you can say, yes, I created those. And because you want to you want to boost that authenticity. And that's a big part of what NFTs are is basically saying that that here's the certificate of ownership in a sense, that I have this distinct unique thing. And it is that one unique thing. And you know, it, it's not if someone copies the image and you know, file save as and creates it, mints a new NFT, it, it's like, well who created it? Well, not Guan.algo, they didn't create it. So, yeah, yeah. They, so they, they definitely make sense for them to do that. Businesses right. as well, like if there's, with like the charity feature we, we offered, they might have multiple accounts. There might be a, a key donation account, but there might be multiple feeding accounts. They could link all of those, for example. Right. Um, but the an, an indiv individual, 
no, like, you know, people, it's all public. It's all on the, it's on the blockchain. People need to be conscious of their on-chain activity and like commingling accounts and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, but I think there, it, it, as, as a feature, it's very important to link multiple accounts, but it's, I think it's going to be very specific cases that people do. Right. Yeah. You, there, there's gotta be a reason, like you said. And that was, that was sort of, I mean, you basically addressed it, but yeah, if people, everybody knows, okay, so not everybody, but some people know recoup, right? So it's real easy for people to now go recoup.algo and go look that up and like, go check out what I'm doing. Right. So the, the kind of um, transparency, but also a lot of this people want to be anonymous. They don't want people tracking all of their moves and knowing how much um, how much money they have, and you know, you become a target and all that. So, so everybody, it sounds like with your NFT domain or your NFT domain, you have a lot of control over this, right? And this, and that's just what it is. You have you have all the control, and there's a lot of different things you do, but just be careful. Don't don't get all happy about like linking everything and showing 100%. all of your yeah i mean we, we the thing is is that we've been talking about this because someone kind of brought it up and we hadn't realized it's like look guys like your app is just so good i yeah. think people are kind of lured into treating it you know like they're on twitter or facebook or whatever and they're putting a lot more information than they, than they really should it's on the blockchain yeah and it was like <laughs> I think because it, it, it does work so well and algorithm transactions are so fast, it's not like here, update this, spend $50 in, in, in Ethereum gas fees and then yeah. wait eight minutes, six, you know, six to seven minutes for it to be confirmed, right? Yeah. It's like you just click update in a couple of seconds. It's okay, I'm done. Yeah. Um, and so it almost seems like you're talking to a slightly slower web page when, when it's like it's full committed to a public blockchain. No, yeah. Please do not. Please do not put your home address in your NFT. Like, yeah, please, like, people. Did somebody do that? <laughs> did somebody put their? Did somebody put their address? Yeah. No, I, think I, I, I believe we've seen two people do it. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, people I mean, are so like you know like we're we're so we're so used to you know, okay just whatever I gotta just put this information in there and hope. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hope hope it works out and uh yeah but we're trying to you know these are solutions to not have to do things like that yeah. i mean this is literally one of the things like this is a way for you to identify yourself uh you know potentially anonymously or or not um on the blockchain so so yeah it, it's important that we all sort of understand this when you yeah. jump into because everybody can see like you know like i said um, all right. Well, John, what are you excited about for the potential of what you guys are building and, you know, what's coming next? And um, we have a few things on our internal roadmap um, that we've already divulged, I believe, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I guess we won't hold back for you. Oh, but, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I think probably the biggest feature that I'm excited for is uh, segmenting. Uh, which is exciting. Uh, we've been talking about it a good amount in our meetings. We haven't really started the dev work on it yet because um, mm -hmm. Patrick could maybe speak more on what's you know required there. But um, okay. I think there's like there's a lot of things that you could do with it because it kind of makes you the registrar for that name now. Mm -hmm. So you know if you have recoup.algo, you could make uh, you know whatever you you could open it up 
or you could keep it closed. Uh, so you would probably keep it closed because it's a brand. But say you have employees one day, uh, mm -hmm. you could give them all their own recoup.algo, um, you know, segment. And then oh. it's, you know, like you could set up a payroll system on chain with that and just say, you know, oh, pay. I, I don't know. I haven't thought that far about it. But like there's all oh, kinds okay. of stuff that businesses could use these for uh, the segmenting and like IDing wallets on chain. Um Oh, that's cool. So yeah, just, I'm sorry to, sorry to interrupt. So just, just so everybody understands kind of what this is. So what you're saying is, is that let's say I have um, a guy that's helping me and I'm like, all right, you get 20% of all the money that goes into all the algo that goes into recoup.algo. And so I can give him that and he can um, put his address. And then when somebody sends me a hundred algo, 20 of those algo will go to him and 80 will go to me. Is that what? Nope. That's no, it, it is. It, yeah, it's more like saying, <laughs> that would be a separate. That would be a yeah. separate thing. That's you're the second person to uh, think I said that though when I explained this. So it's kind okay, of good. like, is that a need? Would that be cool? Because it's something we could take note of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, from what like what you said, I thought, oh, maybe that's what it is. But maybe, uh, let, yeah, let's. Yeah, let, let, Patrick, I'll let you give guys. it a try. Yeah, I'll just say, imagine <laughs> you had Smith algo. Right. Right, and then you could have John Smith algo. And okay. so the owner of smith.algo, that could be either a closed segment or an open segment or, you know, an open entity or closed entity. And by it being closed, then this, these are just terms that I've been using for a while and we're, we keep, they seem to work. Um, it basically just means that only I would be able to mint new segments off of that name. So, so what, closed, is a, what is a segment? I, I, what is this because I, I'm wanting to break away from the notion of subdomains because okay. there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, meaning to that in the in the DNS space, mm -hmm. and I want because the NFDs are distinct that kind of the non fungible aspect of it to a certain extent a given full name is fully sovereign is a distinct name. So mm -hmm. smith.algo and then john.smith.algo, I'm just saying it's, it's a new segment, but the reality is john.smith.algo, that whole thing would be, it's a distinct entity. And oh. so once created, the key is smith.algo has zero control, zero authority, zero power over john.smith.algo. Mm -hmm. The only control you have with that ba those, those bases is whether or not things can be created off of it. Right. And so if you were a business, um, or let's just say even a project creator, say you had, um, um, I'm just always using example just because it's, it's just always top of mind. Say I had Goana.algo and they wanted to have, uh, they had other pro other create uh, collections off of that, then they would mm -hmm. keep it closed. Um, and then they could create uh, uh, a segment off of it. Um, so it would be like, was it so what's the new what's the new collection john like the friends there's oh, there's, forest forest folk yeah it's like you have like forest folk dot right got it and then that then that its accounts could be linked to the um Go the on. accounts that created that collection got it right? oh that's cool but they would keep it closed because they would never want their their brand uh to be uh misused right it's like their brand right yeah. Well, then, but if I owned, say I bought Smith.algo, then I could open that segment. And what that would mean is that anyone 
could mint off Smith Algo, but I would set the price as yeah. the owner of Smith Algo. So I would say, you know, um, oh, it's 20 or 30 Algo or, or something like that. They just, whatever they said. Um, there'd be a base floor you could never go below, but um, you would set um, that price and then you would get the majority of that. We, we don't know what percentage we would take for that type of sale mm -hmm. um, for the kind of platform charge. Um, but Wait, then, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got I, I got a little confused. So you can if you have Smith.algo and somebody else could have Smith.algo as well. Is no, that, no, you would no. have Smith.algo. But huh. you, if you opened it, then that means someone could get John.Smith.algo. OK, but then the owner of Smith.algo would get all the money of the purchase who when the person bought John.Smith.algo. Oh, OK. Minus our, okay. Minus our, our platform fee. Gotcha. And then, and so is, then it, is it the it dot? Up, then is it the dot that connects it? Is that what that right. is? Be, right, because because so nobody can, nobody got you. So nobody can buy John Dot Smith uh, Dot Algo right now. And so right. the segment, this I get it. So the segment will make it so Smith Dot Algo with the dot in front of it. It can be anything, and then you can charge and get a percent. And you got okay. There we go. See, it just took you 10 minutes in order to so, get through this uh, skull. <laughs> so in a sense, you're acting kind of as your own registrar and you can set the price. Yeah, awesome. And then it, it, it becomes kind of limitless if it's a good route. Yeah. Um, and then the, the, the nice thing is, is once someone creates that, um, it's completely self-sovereign. Like, like that, that, that parent segment has zero control or authority over it, which is unlike DNS. Yeah. In DNS, if you have Amazon.com and then, you know, shopping.amazon.com, well, Amazon.com com completely controls that domain and all mm -hmm. subdomains yeah. and could change it at any time, right? So normal domain nomenclature, like if I call these subdomains, they're not because that parent root in a sense, that parent segment has no control or authority over it at all yeah. other than whether or not you can mint off it in the first place. Oh, that's cool. Okay, that all makes sense to me. And I was just thinking, uh, John, you know, there could be a, a use for that, though, what we were talking about before, in the sense, like, for example, the coops, right? Like, let's say, like, all residuals I wanted to go to, you know, 10% go to St. Jude's, and then me and Bank on Algorand have to split the rest. So then, like, if it was automated, that's almost like a, it's like, you know, or DAOs, maybe, you know, the treasury kind of, management I, I don't know it, i mean it'd be cool the tricky part is then at that <laughs> point we'd be acting if we were facilitating that i think mm -hmm. then arguably we're money handlers right if it, yeah if it weren't which absolutely. then there's like legal connotations to that okay so don't do it never mind but i mean um, the, but there might be things where there's ways of of you know of structuring it either you know if they're potentially smart contracts that are doing it then right. then potentially it could be done cool all right. Well, look, I mean, um, before I pivot and make you guys talk a little bit about Algorand. Hmm. Yeah, you just figured it out <laughs> without it, right? Um, would you, what do you want to share or are you just, you're just kind oh, of, of like, no, yeah, you're like, wait a second. No, no, no. What's um, funny is like, I'll, I'll talk on Twitter spaces and stuff about like, all like, oh, that's cool. I'll think I'll think of a cool idea and say something. And then like, you know, a month or two later, someone's like talking about the exact same thing about this great thing they're going to do. It's like, hey, <laughs> you're like, wait a second. See, well, we were talking, I think, before we press record that sometimes you're overly honest. Right. So you just kind yeah. of 
I can, you know, me too. I'm like, oh, everybody's, you know, I can just say these things. And I'm in, and then it's like, oh, wait, is that, and then I see it showing up somewhere else. And I'm like, man, you got to keep your mouth shut. So yeah, good for you. On, I am on a few <laughs> yeah. um, All right. So John, unless, you know, if anything else with NF domains comes up, I want you guys to please uh, bring it up. But I, I feel like we covered it. Um, and, oh, you, you have para integration, right? And and so there's yep. some cool stuff happening with soon. the para wallet, right? Soon? Yep. It, Very when's soon. that happen? Um, they said the beginning of July. So we're we're really hopeful we are. that I, it'll be busy. I haven't heard from lately, but hopefully yeah. hopefully we'll get to see some um, like a test version of it soon. Cool. But um, I, I think it'll be staged. Um, some of the features will be staged. Um, mm -hmm. But um, the... Um, the plan is is it will be full integration in app. Um, obviously, you can send to an address, and so that like my algo already supports that. Uh, algo, my algo, and algo signer already fully support NFTs. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Para uh, will full support it for sending, um, of course. But you will also be able to buy your NFT directly in app. So oh, like wow. you, when you like add your account. Mm -hmm. then you'll have the choice of like, do you want to give this a name? Right. So you could use oh. built-in like MoonPay, I think that you can like directly buy algo directly in app. You could add your algo, seed it. Then oh. you could like buy your NFT all completely in para. You never go to a web page. You never scan a QR code. You're not signing back and forth. It would be all in app native. Oh, that's cool. So it's, it's that's exciting. Awesome. That's so huge. So you open up a wallet and one of your options is going to be to purchase uh, an NF domain. Right. As a part of like name the account. So I haven't seen their mockups yet, but I mean, this is mm -hmm. 100% the plan. I think and all, I saw, all of us are really excited about it, both Para and, and NFTs. Yeah. I saw um, on Twitter recently that also like folks finance integrates it. So what, um, what does that, what does that mean for folks? Like how, what's the, what's the benefit for everybody that folks is integrating and if a lot of times it's more like if i i mean because a lot of times you go to algofy there's a little algofy treats it a little differently i think they still need to fix what they display mm -hmm. they'll show nfds that you haven't linked they'll show nfds like where you're just the owner and it's kind of oh. confusing people but they still need to fix that um but packed um folks um and um I think Tiny Man should be coming. Um, but basically, at, a, at the bare minimum, when you see your wallet, instead of just being a wallet address, you'll see the mm -hmm. NFT. And so, as I mentioned, like even with when I have these other um, addresses that I use for different purposes, then um, just even seeing the NFT name on the screen instead of your wall, your address for mm -hmm. those apps is is kind of handy. Um, yeah. Because then you can think of it in terms of, oh, it's that NFT name instead of that, oh, wait, it's the, you know, AZ, AZRL account, you know, or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. What? Okay. I have a question. Maybe, John, you can answer this. What is the deal? Why can't you, why is it so hard to use your para wallet on all these on, on most NFT marketplaces? I think it's changing a little bit, but. It's kind of an odd thing that the the official wallet doesn't integrate like that. What's what is going on there? This would honestly be a better question for Gabe because Gabe did all of our wallet integration stuff, and mm -hmm. he had pretty much uh, no issues getting it 
going. Like, I mean, Para, I do believe, was maybe a bit harder than the other two, uh, Alga mm -hmm. Signer and Myalgo. But there's honestly no reason why a lot of these NFT marketplaces shouldn't connect to Para. Like, that should be top priority for them. I know Algo X does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know Rand doesn't. So, right. Yeah, that's a rub there. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, let people go to these marketplaces with their phone. I mean, I, I mean, you can with my algo, I get it, but like, it's a hell yeah. of a lot easier and, you know, theoretically more secure, like to be, it, it doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, that That's, that's a complaint that I always have that I don't often bring up, but I'm always like, what is, the, why this doesn't make sense. Mm. What were you going to say, Patrick? I was just saying the, the, the numbers have changed quite a bit. Like, um, we've like you know, analytics just to see of like who lands on the pages mm -hmm. and you know, the per largest percentage definitely is desktop, but we do have a pretty significant significant percentage of mobile only users. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, you, it, like the, the pair experience is definitely cleaner if you're all mobile than my algo. Um, yeah. but desktop experience like my like para doesn't support link uh selecting multiple accounts so our right. linking feature where you can link multiple addresses you have to use my algo or algo signer right now got it you can use para but you can only you can only one link that, that to the same address basically you can only link your owner address got it um but yeah, yeah i mean honestly the 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 the, the dApps that don't support para they just they just haven't got around to it like it, it's not like Para themselves, they they have a repo for um, connecting to Para that mm -hmm. handles some of the kind of tricky, some of the slightly tricky issues with certain platforms like iOS. It will like kill your connection, like when you switch away, so that they handle some of the the, the tricks there. But yeah, I think Para support's not a big deal, honestly. Yeah. Um, so a lot of what you do in the, the the front end for sign for sending transactions to a wallet is really kind of all the same whether it's para myago or algo signer and i think um i can probably point people um ben uh Barnji from you know the algorand inc has a repo that um kind of provides support for all three and you can yeah. use that as a, as a good starting point yeah, I mean, I've been to a few of these um, conventions recently and talking to people from other ecosystems and, you know, they'll have their things to say about the coding language and everything. But a lot of people are like, but damn, that your mobile wallet is by far superior to what we have over here. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, Pear is a, is a good wallet for sure. Yeah, it really, um, it, it really is. I mean, with the notifications yeah. and everything and watches. Um, yeah, and then you... NFTs you can do, you know, the cool uh, 3D NFTs. Is, you can you know, easily is, remove assets. That's one of yeah. my favorite features. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. FYI, PSA, do <laughs> not close out your NFT NFT. Okay. You will, you will, you're like locking the keys in the trunk. <laughs> okay. Can, can I call you? Are you AAA or is it done? I mean, <laughs> so I'll, I'll make the call. Like, it's on, it's on, it's on on the docket of sorts to, to, to change the contracts to allow it. But okay. basically the NFT, when you buy an NFT, the NFT of that NFT is placed into your wallet. So you can see like, hey, I own Patrick Algo, and you'll see it in Para and right. on marketplaces and things. But we had 
one user who kind of went out of their way. I think they put it up for sale and they're like, why is this in my wallet? They like, because it's frozen. It's, it's, it's put in your wallet as a frozen asset. So you can't send it, mm -hmm. but Algorand allows you, and I didn't know this at the time to still, still move it by closing it out. So you can close out the asset, like delete it from your account by closing mm -hmm. it out. And it, what it does, is it sends it back to the creator. Well, the creator is actually the NFT itself. Yeah. So I just need to change the contract. So when it tries to pull it from the seller and move it into the buyer's wallet, right? What happens is it goes to move it from the seller's wallet and it's not there anymore. But what it will do is it will go look in the, it'll look in the seller's wallet. Is it there or is it back in me? Because it got sent back to the creator. So it just, it, it'll, it'll be a pretty simple change. Um, right. it's just, we're busy with some other features, so I haven't gotten to the contract stuff. But that's, that is also one nice thing to touch on about NFDs. Because each NFD is a distinct contract instance. Mm -hmm. The users still have control and authority over their NFD. So you can go into your NFD and there's like a contract version, contract lock, like tab. You can lock your NFD and make it so that we cannot change the contract code for that NFD. Now you'll block yourself from new features as we add in the future, like segmenting things like that. But technically, mm -hmm. if you're like, I, I looked at the teal or whatever, and I, you know, it's fine. I'll, I'm gonna lock it. They could technically lock it. Um, why would you? Why would you want to do that other than? You, you could just be, you know, uh, one of those people that likes to take things apart and, you know, be in control. I mean, well, or you could just be like, well, I don't want them changing the rules on me. Gotcha. Right. And they could lock it. It definitely comes go... into play with like the another feature we're adding then requires contract changes is the vaults where you can mm -hmm. actually store assets in your NFD. And like, you'll definitely want to know that that contract cannot be changed on you if you're holding assets in there. Because right. like, you know, yeah yeah well so now that's good the the vaults uh what um what's the advantage of storing assets in a nfd uh vault um patrick do you want to go okay. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> go ahead um, this the, the fact that because the nfd uh is a distinct contract instance um starting with like avm 10 or 11 i forget when um then um, contract instance and Algorand also have full Algorand accounts. So mm -hmm. it's a completely independent full account that can hold uh, assets, NFTs, things like that. Um, so there's lots of potential in the future where that NFT, NFD could be like a, a delegated authority for other things. Like you right. could have assets in your NFD that then an aggregate could be used as like collateral, like your NFD could participate in governance. Um, right. You could put assets into your NFD, like, hey, here's my entire NFT collection, and then sell your NFT collection as one entity, the NFD. So yeah. this would be like, you could have like all Goanas.algo or something, right? And yeah. you literally put, you bought every Goana in the market and you put it in all Goanas.algo and then sold it as a, as a single sale. And it's, it's like you're selling a museum. Yeah. Oh, right? okay. There we go. That's cool. Um, and so it's, a, it, so it's a, it's a way of kind of like, you're almost getting um, a type of like secondary market rekey 
in a sense, yeah. because you're basically able to transfer ownership by uh, a, a sale of the NFT contract state. Right. Um, so the, I think but there's still a lot of things, like different people and different kind of uh, industries on the chain get excited for different reasons. They don't, they don't always say what, but I think that the, the, the fact that it is a distinct account Mm -hmm. um does open up interesting possibilities you know like uh you know being able to uh, have assets in there that you then move all as one and then the entire thing could be used as like collateral right because if you transfer that ownership you could have tons and tons of assets in there like usdc algo all that and then now the aggregate amount within that that can no longer move because you transferred ownership Mm -hmm. to like a contract or something. So it's like you could potentially transfer ownership in a sense of that entire vault by uh, more easily by it being a, a contract uh, change instead of like having to move assets individually and assign them, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that would be, that makes a lot of sense too. Okay. But I, I definitely want to touch on, which I don't think you, you might not know about because we, we, we just tweeted right before we went live is our- oh, yeah. Um, our charities causes feature that we just rolled out. Oh, cool. Yeah. Tell me that. So um, we will now badge NFDs with uh, indicators to show uh, Algorand uh, causes or charities um, that you've donated to. So we'll, we'll track like, you know, charities or causes that, except Algorand, mm-hmm. and they have, you know, they have NFTs. You don't have to have NFTs, but they need to have NFTs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and um, we'll show an indicator badge on the person's NFT that, that gave. Um, and oh, then we cool. also have a leaderboard that per cause of like the top donors and the, oh. and the other counter NFTs that, that gave to them. So we're gonna create this kind of virtuous cycle of of encouraging people to give. Yeah. Encouraging um, causes to want to be shown and want to mm-hmm. be represented, but also to indirectly come to Algorand. Yeah. You know? And so it, I see it as this kind of virtuous cycle of boosting up the, the ecosystem, showing yeah. off uh, Algorand for how cheap and fast it is to send, like to just, Oh yeah, I'll donate. It's like boom, boom, like seconds, you're done, right? Yeah. It didn't cost you forty dollars in gas fees to do it, right? Absolutely. So to even to send a couple of dollars is 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 actually feasible. Fun. Well, yeah, no, you can be in DeFi and make a mistake. I mean, make a mistake, but you can be like, oh, I, I changed my mind two seconds ago, and it doesn't even matter. You'd be like, okay, I'll pull that back out and I'll move it over here on ETH. That can just get all very expensive if you're just kind of I mean, making quick moves. Yeah, I mean, on ETH. You know, every asset, like a token, is a contract, and then, so it's a, it's a contract call just to yeah. even send a a, a, to- a token. So yeah. you can be spending twenty, thirty dollars, you know, in gas fees, literally just to send an asset. Yeah, it's and it's going to be, um, you know, twelve to twenty-five blocks uh, of, of confirmations because yeah. it forks. Um, yeah. Algorand just 
smokes pretty much every chain to be honest it, it really does feel like that and then if when people actually come i mean it's that i think your idea of like having people actually come over and try it that's a really good idea it's like a you know it's like the people who are like out outside the yogurt shop being like would you like a free sample like, oh, this is the, the best yogurt uh frozen yogurt uh, not regular yogurt there's no regular yogurt shop um okay so <laughs> What am I doing? Uh, okay, before we end, I want to zoom out just a little bit. And um, I actually just noticed you have a Gotham FC uh, jersey on, Patrick. I yes. love it. There it is. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I, think the, I think the home jerseys are, are, are purchasable now. I, I need to get one. Yeah. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one. I won um, a little competition, and they gave me a gift card. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get wow. a one of the. I think that's an away jersey. I think the, that, I think that's the home. The, and what they just came out as the away. Am I wrong? Oh, is it? I don't, I don't. I don't know. I think this Maybe is the away jersey. Traditionally, okay. the, the darks are aways, but it, it sometimes sometimes teams like sports will like flip it up so they'll do half. They'll they'll they'll, they'll, they'll the do one they like the, the away jerseys for half the season at home. But ten, usually the 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 light jerseys are home and the dark jerseys are away. Okay. Okay. Um, so just real quick, you had mentioned governance. Do you guys? What are your thoughts on Algorand's decentralized? governance and how you know what i'm like i'm opening up a can of worms at minute 56 but <laughs> like do you um because i've been having this conversation i've had you know i talked to michael cotton about it i talked to michelle um dada about it and they actually have different um, oh yeah yeah everybody has a lot of different ideas about this um you know and we don't need to go on too long about it but like what is it what is it uh what do you think needs to be fixed or or are you just kind of angry at it in general? Which you know, away? I don't, because I, it's it's the Gotham I, the Go Gotham ahead. jersey is black. Uh, the home one. Oh, the home oh. one is. Yep. So this is, okay. this is the home home kit. Yep. Okay. Cool. So hey, look. look just to I, clear I, that up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so then the away jersey. I I want the away jersey then. Yes, yeah, you yeah. want the away one. Um, but um, it, it, the thing is, is I, I don't like I'm not like aren't like my views and all these things I kind of see the nuances of all of them so I kind of like get all the points yeah because it, because it and the reason there's so much angst and controversy is because it's not that simple no. um there's so many different um parties involved and they all have different wants and desires and time preferences mm -hmm. right so you know we have people who are like okay it's a proof of state chain part of the objective is to release the genesis tokens over time hopefully in a, in a fair distribution mechanism a way of doing it fairly that mm -hmm. is very distributed across many parties um, you hope that many parties run nodes, participate in consensus, and then mm -hmm. as people run nodes and the stake increases across those nodes in a large number, then the more centralized holders running nodes can slowly um, wind down their stake and distribute more of that. And right. so it's like there's th those things. Then there's people who want just magic magic number go up. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, I want the price to just magically skyrocket for, and I don't care why. I just want to get rich, right? There's people who right. th they just want that, and right. then they'll say, "Give me tons of APR," 
So I get mm -hmm. lots of rewards. Mm -hmm. The other people will say, oh, well, then that's, that's inflation, right? Mm -hmm. And, oh, if you give X percent rewards, then you're inflating, inflating it that much. And then they, right. then those people will say, oh, you're going to drive the price down because of that inflation. And if the demand yeah. isn't there, then that'll happen. And so it, yeah. it, it's tough. And then the original, I think, governance mechanism of, of saying like, okay, people are selling, um, but no one knows why they're selling, but the, the same for the, the, the market. But if there's not enough volume, then almost any selling will have an impact. And so yeah. I, I, I think everyone's trying to like chase after what they think is like the problem mm -hmm. and it's not that simple. And yeah. I think generically the idea of if you, if you lock people up for three months at a time, then, you know, they had to be committed to actually get those rewards. They can't, they're not going to sell that will mm -hmm. help level out playing field. But it does seem like, you know, you also want people actively engaged in the ecosystem and mm -hmm. using their algo well mm -hmm. instead with the locking you you see like people put the algo in and then it just sits there yeah. and because oh i don't want to touch it or move it um because i'll lose my rewards and then at the end of each period people get the rewards you'll see big spikes in across the ecosystem like nfts and like that like sales will, will pop when people mm -hmm. get the rewards and then they'll kind of go back down and so it's like these little periods in between the governance where there's activity, mm -hmm. but then also the fact that you can't even enter governance like arbitrarily. It's like this, 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 this heartbeated heartbeat thing. That's only once every three months. So I think that's an issue, but I think yeah. stuff like the, I think folks finance, like their, their G algo mm -hmm. looks really interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it really you know, does. Have you, look, have you looked at that yet? Yeah, I talked to Benedetto the other day, and yeah. it was um, it looks really good. And they're even going to use their Aeneas rewards to actually mm -hmm. boost people's uh, yeah. governance APY. There and there's no fee, and they're and you know they're I think they're counting on people pulling out a little early and getting their APY early. So then when right. at well, the well, end, but, they, but keep in mind that's for anyone pulling out early, not just the people who pull out of Giago early. Yeah. Right. So oh, they're getting right. the they're getting the, the spread in a sense on exactly. the algo people point out early, but yeah. they're also getting the spread because I think the APR they're giving you is based on the APR that's ex that's kind of like expected up front. And I think once it actually close once it actually closes and tons of other people who are in governance other ways have left, mm -hmm. the rate goes up. They're getting that difference too. Yeah. The, the one thing that I see that I, I agree with, I think, um, but I'm always open to, you know, being swayed is that there's these, you know, early, these huge early wallets. And then in governance, they just sit there, they get their easy 10%. And, and a lot, and then, you know, 10% of some of these wallets is a significant amount of algo. And so, you know, it, it, it's just kind of feeding a lot of algo to these guys that maybe aren't really participating and it's not helping grow the ecosystem. What, well, I mean, <laughs> are they really not participating? Like that's the thing is, is, is I think in, in some cases, a lot of times they are right. Like there's, yeah. there's, there's definitely um, people, you know, there's definitely whales who are buying NFTs. Yeah. Yeah. Right? 
you know, there's there's yeah. people who are buying who are spending, you know, 11, 15, 20,000, 100,000 algo on NFTs. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So uh, they're 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 definitely not just parking it. Right. Um, but I think and current governance, the current current governance process basically kind of makes them kind of park it. And I think the things like Gialgo be interesting to see if that changes that. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Cool. They'll need to be a very vibrant like Gialgo. Like you'll really be able to get out your Gialgo and then swap it. <laughs> yeah, <Right>? yeah. <laughs> or or have pools against Gialgo. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, I think I'm a good curious. solution is like they need to change the period. Three months is way too long. That's like oh. the first change I would make and make it like a month or something like that, just every month. And um, I also I also think that they should lower maybe the APR because like if you lowered it, it wouldn't be as attractive. And mm. they, then they could give more in like Aeneas rewards and ecosystem kind of boosting grants and stuff like that. Because people were really spurred by the Aeneas rewards like that got TBL boosting and then, yeah. you know, I don't know, but <laughs> I, I think uh, free money helps. And like, if yeah, they give... you, you get into the, 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 the debates of, are you, you know, you're incentivizing people to, to you're incentivizing risk because there are risks with those platforms. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's, it's just tough. It really is. It is. It is tough. So I, kind of, I kind of get, I kind of get all the arguments people have had. Like I kind of agree with all of them. And I know that's a hard place to be. <laughs> yeah. It's hard because it, I mean, I can be like that too. It's like, oh, I see that side. And then I see, and then you get stuck because you're like, all right, I see everybody's side. And then it's like, well, what is the solution that kind of weaves it all together? I guess that's. It, it just, you know, it just kind of feels sometimes like we're chasing our tail a bit. Yeah. You know, it, it, it feels like we're, you know, trying to decide, you know, oh, this thing happened in this other chain. So we need yeah. to do that, right? And, yeah. it, and it feels like we're just constantly trying to chase, um, chase this magic bullet um, to you know to like write things. And I I, don't, I think it's just it's all the above. Um, yeah. And because you know a lot of these other coins or chains will pump for reasons that have nothing to do with their 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 technical prowess. Well, you know, sure. Solana could be down five times this week and the price won't change you know, know. If, if sbf or whoever is is pumping like they can pump hundreds of millions they can just buy a bunch to keep the price uh, up because they've got billions they don't care yeah yeah um, like a chain going down like solana has gone down and it not just decimating the price shows you that that the the people using it aren't the people buying it like it, exactly it, the, the, no no government would ever use solana no, no, no. And you I see it. I, I saw some on Twitter. I saw some <laughs> figure where it was really showing that there is very little distribution of Solana. It's like, you know, there's certain people that hold a ton of, you know, that's a Alameda that's a research. Whole... Those are all their wallets, probably, you know, <laughs> exactly. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and so okay, um, John, we're gonna we're gonna end with this. You, you're a um, you know a a very active figure in the NFT community. How how's it going, man? I mean, I know that we're in a bear market. It's a bear market everywhere. What are your thoughts on Algorand? You know, it's it, I saw somebody talk about there was some list and um, Algo NFTs weren't even mentioned. It's like, 
there is a strong community in Algorand and it is and and some incredible artists and it's growing. So how does Algorand get the respect that you know, the Algo NFT community get the respect it deserves? And, you know, what is uh, <laughs> what are you what what are your thoughts on um, the current state of it and how it grows? Um, I, we definitely need more users. That's what I would say. Yeah. It's just like a numbers game, uh, I think. Yeah. And like uh, we have about 10,000 active NFT members, you know, wallets that are actually buying NFTs. And mm-hmm. that's not amazing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, uh, you know, 500,000 people playing Steppen on Solana, you know, or yeah. some crazy number. I can't remember it, but yeah. um so I don't know. Maybe we just need that that app that gets people to get onto Algorand in mass. Right. Uh, I don't know. I think reaching out to the people that are already using blockchain on things like Solana and uh, Ethereum and stuff like that. I think that's winning strategy. Um, mm-hmm. Bringing new people in to crypto is kind of difficult. If you've ever tried, I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. Um, that some people just don't want to hear it. And yeah. yeah, to get to get like just one person into it can take a day. You know, it's like yeah. uh, so. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like uh, reaching people where they're at once they've already been exposed to crypto and kind of know something about it. I think that's when you hit them with Algorand because if they've tried anything else before, they'll know that this far superior. But I Absolutely. think it's also an infrastructure problem. Like uh, the the NFT marketplaces, they don't resemble anything that uh people are used to on other mm-hmm. chains so i think like we need our open sea you know or, or magic eden or whatever the solana one is um like those those big marketplaces that are really 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 good and addicting because mm-hmm. like the uh, the great thing about nfts and why they became so popular last year was they became super addicting before that, mm-hmm. they weren't so addicting. They were just like, oh, you buy it, you might be able to double a price in like three months. But yeah. the the casino like that they they turned it into, um, that's the magic sauce of NFTs and why they sell for millions. It's like the whole like, oh, you buy one, you don't even get to see it yet. And then there's a big reveal. Like that whole process is like the biggest dopamine hit you'll ever get. Because it's like you buy a bunch, like, you know, for 0.1 ETH or whatever, and you're into this thing for like three grand. And then, you know, if you get really lucky, it could be like 30 grand tomorrow. It's like a literal casino. And, uh, you know, gambling addiction is a very real thing, especially in crypto. Yeah. So, like, tickling. (laughs) That's why shuffles are so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, a shuffle is the closest thing we have on Algorand to like that, that same, uh, instant dopamine rush the, uh, that gambling addicts love um yeah. yeah i mean you just i i think we're kind of missing that aspect of it um which we could we could have it on algorand because it's so fast uh like yeah. eth to have those mass events you're burning literally a hundred million dollars in gas over the course yeah. of that event and yeah. it's just crazy the waste um, i know it's almost part of the fun though because like the the blocks get like clogged, people are like, you know, tr- trying to min maxing the gas. It, like, like you actually lo- the thing is, is if your transaction fails, you lose your 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 money. Yeah, you lose the gas. 
Like you actually yeah. like your transaction fails, you lose the what you just spent on gas that you had to pay a bunch up to, to hope to get in. It's insane. That's yeah. crazy. I know, and and you you had mentioned it like the difficulty of getting new people to you know try blockchain, try to you know learn what you have to do, write down some words, and get a wallet and all that. And then on the other end of that, the tribalism in crypto is also an obstacle of getting people over. You know, it's like even though Solana is a train wreck, the people over at Solana, and maybe if I'm calling it a train wreck, doesn't help, <laughs> you know, bridge them, by the way, <laughs> but uh, whatever. But, you know, even though they're having so much issue, so many issues, you know, they have, they own Soul, and, you know, they're, they're, they're ready to go. They like the guy that created it and they're like, let's go. Like, we got to make this work. And so it's difficult yeah. to talk those people over. I think there, there are a surprising amount of people that would chain hop if given a really, really stunning opportunity to make some money. Because like yeah. uh, a lot of these people do chain hop. Like they'll go yeah. from like Solana to Ethereum to whatever the hell else they, they like. trade NFTs on. But like if you offer somebody a free NFT, they're mm. much more likely to create a wallet and accept it. You know, Absolutely. especially if it looks like a really cool project. Um, yeah. So I think we need like uh, there's been a bunch that have done this, uh, but I know Shep, they they released an NFT project. It was free, and they mm -hmm. whitelisted a bunch of the Terra community for mm -hmm. it, and like that's great. Like even if that project brought in ten new wallets, that's a win. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And then, you know, Patrick's got his Gotham FC uh, jersey on sports is a, is a great opportunity for getting people outside of like FIFA, you know, if there's trading some sort of trading card type of situation, NFTs, that's going to bring people in music. You know what? A lot of stuff on music is coming to Algorand. There's opportunities there. Those can be huge, which, but we still yeah. don't know the details. Like, like I know. what's like what? What's FIFA really going to be like? What's really going to be on Algorand? How's it really going to be used? Napster, yeah. like we we yeah. don't really know. Yeah. And so I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm certainly I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So it sounds like you're cautiously off. Yeah, you got to be cautious. I mean, we saw with LimeWire, it's like, oh, we're doing uh, NFT project. And it's like, oh, but it's on ETH. It's like, okay, thank you, LimeWire. If LimeWire sees this, I've been trying to give you your NFT in your Discord for two months. And yeah, they uh, will not send us a wallet address to reserve it for. So um, maybe, maybe they don't have an Algorand account. They'll know what it is. <laughs> Well, we'll end it on that upbeat note. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. It's an honest to a fault, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like, yeah, that's too true. I had I had an interesting experience. I was like, I was asking, I thought, very calm, genuine questions in Lime in LimeWire Discord when all this was kind of coming out. And they were... They weren't having it. They did not want to answer my questions. And yeah, uh, they're very closed off, like trying to talk to their mods. They actually get like mad at you that you're yeah. asking a question. I'm like, look, guys, I'm trying to give you something here. Yeah. I'm not trying to like, uh, like really do anything. I just need an address. And they're like, yeah, no, like, uh, like, you're like, we'll oh, get... you're just trying to, oh, another Algorand Maxi. They're like, you we're know. shipping features. We're very busy. I'm just like, it takes one second, like. You're like, are, I mean, I mean, is are the uh, LimeWire Discord mods? Are they like the people at? I mean, they act like. I mean, they're just guys that are running the community, right? Like, I mean, what's going on? You, how sure. busy are you? The owners, the owners are from a different country. I know, like mm -hmm. the founders. So I yeah. get them not being available on 
Discord all the time, but like your admins well, yeah. or your mods, they should yeah. have some power to do these kind of things. Like, well, they should at least have a channel to the right people. Yeah. No, yeah. they they made me create a ticket. The second time I hit them up, they made me create a ticket. I created the ticket, and then they like just were like, "Yeah, we're too busy. Like, we'll get to this when we can." And then I went back to it, and the ticket was gone. There, there's a, actually there's a number of Algorand projects like like that we they like we had a project sign up form, you know, for you know, things to reserve their names. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one we didn't have an address for, and I. It's a notable one. I'm still waiting to hear back from like multiple DMs and all that stuff, and and they haven't replied. Yeah. Well, I was guilty of um, not buying my recoup.algo for a little bit because I had a bet with JT Invest in You and uh, for the NBA Finals that I won. So I was waiting for him to pay the bet because I thought it was fun that he bought re- uh, recoup.algo. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. right. so now it's mine. It's all set up. Or you like chill to your cost? Uh, uh, no, no. Well, he, he, he lost 200 algo and the Warriors versus Celtics. Right. And recoup.algo, I think was like 185 algo. So I was like, this is perfect. I'm going <laughs> to use JT's funds to secure recoup.algo. So that's been done and complete. Thank you for paying up on your bet, JT. And, awesome. uh, yeah and thank you guys thank you so much this was a great chat i think i understand nf domains a lot better i know to say nf domains not nfd domains it's great so just just say nfds just nfds like so many so many sounds all right guys well (laughs) i appreciate it and uh thanks for the chat thanks man